All right, today is May 22, 22, <laughs> and our lesson is Lesson 12. As we continue to study in Jeremiah and Ezekiel is the uh, unit, and uh, today we're going to be looking at the Good Shepherd, and uh, we've taken prayer requests, and we're going to let uh, our brother that's been absent a while to go ahead and lead us <laughs> in prayer. Amen. Well, Father, we truly come, and, and we just thank you for allowing us to be in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for just allowing us to be here today. Thank you, Lord, for just allowing us to have our life, health, and strength. Most of all, Lord, a true and genuine relation with your son, Jesus Christ. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, since you said with two or three of gather your name, that you would be in the midst. Thank you, Lord, for your visitation today. Father God, move even in the midst of all the requests today, all the needs, all the wants, and most of all, all the desires. And I pray, Father God, most of all, Lord, that we will continue to lift your name up on high. Bless all that's on the sound of my voice. Father God, everyone knows someone that needs to know Jesus. And I'm asking, Father God, of all the seeds that have been sown, Father God, allow them to germinate on today. Allow life, allow spirits to be quickened today. Allow people to come to life, even in this service today. Even move down in Georgia, Lord, as well as in Oklahoma, Lord. Even here in Texas, Lord. All, all the many needs, Father God, move even in the midst of my mom, even in Rosebud, Texas today. There's nothing too hard for you and you're an omnipotent God. You're all, all seeing God. You know everything. You're all powerful. Father God, we're just praying the name of Jesus. We're interceding on today and even praying for that financial blessing today. Father God, in the mighty way, move in one of your saints today, Father God, or whoever, Lord, oh Lord, to be able to do what needs to be done on today. Pray most of all, Father God, that what we say and what we do will bring honor to your holy name. Thank you for all the graduates. Father God, even, Lord, the, the, the speech that was given down in eternal, tell them to go in the name of the Lord. Oh, do it in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you for that word I'm even sending today. Do it in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your blessings. And just allow the Holy Ghost to have its way in this class. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. I love his prayers. Amen. Praise God. So today we're going to be looking at the Good Shepherd. And uh, that that will be in the... 34th chapter of Ezekiel, the whole chapter, and the uh, key verse is also on our poster for this unit that says, I will search for my lost ones who strayed away, and I will bring them safely home again. It's hard to read it sideways. I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak. And that's found in the 16th verse of our chapter that we're studying, Ezekiel 34. And uh, uh, we find our central truth is Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. He said it twice in John 10, I am the good shepherd. Thank God that he is the good shepherd who cares for his sheep. So we're going to be looking at good shepherds and bad shepherds and, and uh, some sheep that are rebellious and wicked and other sheep that 
are following the Good Shepherd. So uh, this was what uh, Ezekiel is addressing here. Uh, in the first 10 verses of the chapter, he, he talks about the wicked shepherds that are described and also will be judged. And uh, so we'll look at that in a minute. In the introduction, in the Quarterly, it says, in the previous lessons, we learned that God holds all people individually responsible for their deeds. That's what we studied mainly last Sunday and, and how that he said it's the soul that sinneth will die, that the, the sons are not responsible for the father's sins. And uh, God takes the shepherds or leaders of Israel to task for abusing their position of power. In doing so, we see God's great promise of the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, who will care for his sheep. And we all are familiar with Psalm 23, where it starts out, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want, for he takes care of us. In doing so, we're reminded that our human shepherds as spiritual leaders are accountable for the welfare of the sheep that God has placed in their care. And God cares for his people like a shepherd cares for his flock. He is the perfect example of what a shepherd should be. And as a great shepherd, God will not tolerate those who abuse and mistreat his sheep. In this chapter we're looking at the Lord scolded the human shepherds or leaders of Israel for being negligent and selfish in their duties, only looking out for themselves. While God was speaking specifically to leaders, we must be aware that he expects all believers to exemplify servanthood and to care for those around us, especially those that are in need. So uh, we'll look at the first 10 verses here. I guess we'll start with Sherry here and let her read the first 10. All righty. <coughs> the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to you shepherds of Israel who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with wool, and slaughter the choice animals, but you do not take care of the flock. You have not strengthened the weak, or healed the sick, or bound up the injured. You have nothing, you have brought, let's see, you have not brought back the strays, or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth, and no one searched or looked for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd, and so has been plundered and has become food for all, all the wild animals. And because my shepherds did not search for my flock, 
but cared for themselves rather than for my flock. Therefore, you, shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against shepherds and will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock so that the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flocks from their mouths and it will no longer be food for them. All right. Well, that is plain, isn't it? Right. Good reading there, Sherry. And uh, so this is a strong rebuke to these shepherds that were just mainly taking care of themselves instead of the flock. And uh, we always think of pastors, of course, as shepherds, and they are, because in a way the same word means shepherd, the word pastor. And, uh, but the, uh, our lesson points out the fact that any ruler of the nation is also a shepherd that has responsibility to, to take care of those that are under him as as the ruler of them. And uh, sometimes we don't think of that that way, but but uh, every president and king and they they are shepherds that are over the flock that they are uh, ruling over and and uh, they need to try to help the people more than themselves. Um, someone I think you know, had a yeah, comment. I thought the same thing. I thought, well, isn't the president would right. be considered a shepherd? Right. And he's watching over his the nation. Hmm. And so if he's just concerned with himself and all that kind of thing, hmm. uh -huh. what does that, that say to us? I mean, we see this. We see this kind of thing all the time. Especially today. Right. And so it's very important that we lift up the shepherds, you know, lift up our president and those in authority, that they will rule wisely and, and also will listen to the voice of God and really seek God's direction for the country and not just try to take care of their party or, or, or just part of the people, you know, uh, we have t two main parties, of course, in our nation, but a president has to be over the Democrats and Republicans and independents and everyone else. And so they, they need to realize that they are responsible for the whole nation, not just for their party and doing what their party wants them to do. So um, we really need to lift up these rulers that do that and uh, we, we see that the Lord called his shepherds to feed the flock, to, to uh, give them the nourishment that they need and to take care of them. And so when, when Jesus talked with Peter after his resurrection, we always talk about how three times he, he talked with Peter about whether he loved him or not. And then he said, each time feed my lambs or feed my sheep. And so really Peter was getting a call to be a pastor and a shepherd when Jesus said that because 
the shepherd is the one that's to feed the sheep and feed the flock and uh, are to uh, care for them is, is what is involved with feeding them. If you don't feed something, you're, you don't really care for them if you're not feeding them. And so it involves wanting to meet their need and, and to care for them. And uh, so we find that uh, in the scripture that she read in the New Living Translation, it says, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I now consider these shepherds my enemies, and I will hold them responsible for what has happened to my flock. I will take away their right to feed the flock, and I will stop them from feeding themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths. The sheep will no longer be their prey. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I myself will search and find my sheep. Sorry, that went into the 11th verse. But anyway, it skips, it skips that. It goes to the 17th next. But uh, of course, we already talked about the 16th verse and how that that is our key verse and how that he promised to, to search for his sheep that have gone astray. And so I, I believe he's going to get Timmy and others that have gone astray, you know, that needs to come back to the flock. And uh, so we need to continue to ask him to continue to deal with those that have gone astray, that they'll come back to the Lord. So it, it deals with backsliding there, you know. And, of course, we know that Ezekiel was mainly concerned with the nation of Israel and he was in exile himself because of how Israel was being punished for their idolatry and turning away from their true shepherd and going after others and so he he had to punish them by taking them away into captivity but even while they were there God still loved them and so he he sent Ezekiel into captivity along with the people that went into captivity so that he could speak to them through Ezekiel. And, of course, he told them they're not going to like what you have to tell them, you know. So he said, don't look at their faces because it will discourage you if you do that. And uh, so, uh, but, uh, and so we saw Ezekiel's call to be a witness and to prophesy as God showed him to. And he said that he would even close his mouth until it was time to prophesy. And then he'll open it where he will speak only what God wants to tell the people there in exile. And uh, so he goes on to say that, that... Uh, uh, I will both search my sheep and seek them out as a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered. And uh, we know that the enemy knows if he, if he can smite the shepherd, the sheep will scatter because they need to have a shepherd. 
on the uh, poster, it shows all these sheep, not in a flattering position because they're, they got their backs following the, the shepherd. And uh, when I first saw that poster, I said, I don't know, I don't like that <laughs> picture <laughs> with the sheep all just showing their tails. But, <laughs> but it's just showing that they're, they're going forward, they're following the shepherd. And uh, our eyes always need to be on the shepherd. But also, we need to be concerned about the sheep, that they have a good shepherd to follow. And um, so Jesus refers to that in John, the 10th chapter. If I can go there without losing my place. Um, he says, and um, we'll, we'll read there where he talks about being the shepherd. He says, in the seventh verse of the 10th chapter of John, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. They didn't have a regular swinging door for the sheep, but the shepherd would lay his own body there in that doorway so that any animal that comes to attack the sheep would have to come through the shepherd first. And so they became the door. So that's what he was referring to as the shepherd does that. By me, any man entering enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And then in the 11th verse it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And then he goes on to say the same thing after comparing what a hireling does is that he just cares for wages. He's not concerned about the sheep. And uh, that's a temptation I know with pastors, you know, that they more concerned about the offering than the sheep, and that isn't good because we need to put the sheep ahead of our needs. Um, but they're, they are called a hireling because they just are uh, paid to take care of the sheep, and they don't really care that much for the sheep. And so when a wolf comes, the hireling will flee because he's a hireling and careth not for the sheep. Then he says again, the 14th verse, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. And then he goes on to say, I lay down my life for the sheep. And then he also makes a statement concerning the Gentiles that would come in because he said, other sheep I have which are not of this fold of the Jewish people there. They shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I laid down my life that I might take it up again. So uh, the good shepherd is willing to just lay down his life for the sheep. Yes. 
we should recognize that Jesus is our shepherd. I mean, that's, that's number one, okay? As the body of Christ in the church, we shouldn't have to <laughs> take time away from the pastor who should be, and we should be joining with him to find the lost sheep. You know what I'm saying? We, he leads us, he feeds us, and but everything he leads us and feeds us should be back to the main shepherd, the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. right. So, yes, he has a responsibility to his church, but the church has a responsibility then to free up others and to reach the lost. And there again, we have the responsibility to step up to becoming right. Not necessarily the shepherd over them, but the shepherd that would lead them to the, wherever we go, we ought to have sheep following behind us. When right. they look at us, they shouldn't be looking up at us and we shouldn't be, you know, back like this, mm -hmm. but they should be looking to us to lead them as we should pray and do that. I, yes. And I've kind of been on a roll this week. <laughs> Someone had put this yeah. from another church on Facebook. I've been out of church for six weeks. Went to a church for 20 years. I've been out for six weeks, and no one's called to check on me. It was yeah. all the Holy Spirit could do to keep my fingers yeah, like man. this. And me want to say, yes, and for the 20 years, I've never seen you do anything for anybody. <laughs> wow. But I don't have, I know, I don't have that right, and that would have not been Christ-like. That is not being a shepherd. Gotcha. But it did make me start praying then, Lord, wake her up. Wake up the church. We can't be, no. we cannot. That's what's got us in the mess we are right. in as being weak. And we it was all about, it's all about me. It's all about right. me. No matter where you are, it's about He's him. ministering to me. Yes, right. and it's yeah. not about me. It's, it's about me no. fitting into his plan and right. trying to get as many to follow him as possible. So that's, that's also good. the subject, but it, it is about being a good shepherd. And we... We need to take heed to those words, whether right. we're in a title or right. not. Amen. Yes, we yeah, do. we all have those that are looking up to us, and we need to be sure to be an example onto them. And also, we need to be aware of accusing, you know, one another, because usually what we're accusing is what we're guilty of ourselves. <laughs> and uh, like you said, uh, a lot of people will use that excuse, you know, well, why should I go to that church? They don't pay attention to me, you know. And right. why, why do we go to church? We go to church to worship the true shepherd and to worship God. And it doesn't matter whether anyone else really pays attention to us, but we get that priority all mixed up about why the church, why we need to go to church, and why we need to forsake not our assembling together. Because we do encourage one another, definitely. And, when we, and uh, our testimonies help others that may be going through the same thing, you know. And, and we need to pray one for another. But we also need to take time to just worship the Lord. And I, I'm thankful for this church that really does spend a lot of time just worshiping the Lord, you know. And, and people will sense the Spirit of God in our midst when we our focus on the Lord and not on ourselves, right? There's a lot of shepherds, though, that uh, think they're their shepherds, and they want you to follow them. But Paul said, don't follow me because I'm Paul. 
Follow me because I'm walking with the Lord. I'm Amen. doing what the Lord says. So we've got to make sure that shepherd that is leading the flock is following God, not yeah. not his own ideas or the right. ideas of the, of the world, right. but he, the word of God, following in his footsteps, and we should follow him. Right. And just like our children, they shouldn't follow us because I'm daddy. They should follow us because we're following God and we're trying to lead them in the right direction. Right. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And so uh, if a shepherd is truly following Christ, it's easy to follow them as well. Uh, all right, these are good comments. And uh, let's... And that's why we need to really lift up our leaders. Yes. I mean, I mean, if we feel like we struggle, if we feel like we have onslaughts of the enemy coming against us as as the body of Christ, mm -hmm. just think what the head is having to deal with. Yeah. And there are always, always obstacles that can trip up our leaders if they're not careful. That's right. If they are not prayed up and if we, but it's our responsibility to pray for them. It's our responsibility as the sheep mm -hmm. to also take care of that shepherd. True. That's so true. Amen. Sheep begets the right. sheep, right. That's good. A, a lot of churches, they just want the pastor to do everything, to go out and bring people in, and and they just sit there and and, and feed their mouths. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we, we need fed, all right, but uh, our objective should not be just to come and be fed, but to really see the Spirit of God moving in hearts and lives and bringing souls to Him or, or bringing some of these sheep that have strayed away back to the Good Shepherd. All right, so uh, he says there in the 15th verse, I will feed my flock and I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. And so that reminds us of Psalm 23, where it says, you know, that he is the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, and he leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his sake. He causeth me to lie down in green pastures. And uh, that has to do with them being fed good, because that's what sheep eat, of course, is the green pastures. And so he is taking care of his sheep by letting them lie down in the green pastures. And uh, so then in the uh, 16th verse is what we had as our key verse and on the poster. And so now we're ready for the 17th verse through the 22nd where he's, he was talking about the wicked shepherds, how they would be judged. Now he's talking about the wicked sheep that are described and also judged in 17 through 22. Uh, Sister Lissa, do you have that? I have it ready to go. All right. And we are reading Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 17 through 22. And as for you, O my flock, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I judge between cattle and cattle, between the rams and the he goats. Seemeth it a small thing unto you to have eaten up the good pasture, but ye must tread down with your feet the residue of your pastures, and to have drunk of the deep waters. 
but ye must foul the residue with your feet. And as for my flock, they eat that which ye have trodden with your feet, that and they may drink that ye, which ye have fouled with your feet. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, be, the, sorry. Thus, therefore, thus saith the Lord God unto them, Behold, I even I will judge between the fat cattle and between the lean cattle, because ye have thrust the side and with the shoulder, and pushed all the disease with your horns, till ye have scattered them abroad. Therefore will I save my flock, and they shall no more be a prey, and I will judge between cattle and cattle. Because uh, you have all kinds of animals in your church. <laughs> you, you, have the, you have the sheep, but you also have some cattle. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just don't bring in the pigs. <laughs> no, the Jews weren't allowed to have pigs, that's for sure. But uh, it is true that um, some are getting fat and some are lean because they're not being fed and so it's very important that that the lean ones get fed as well as the fat cattle or the fat sheep and um, so uh, he he said there in the 18th verse that she read seemeth it a small thing unto you to have eaten up the good pasture but ye must tread down with your feet the residue of your pastures and to drink of the deep waters, but ye must foul the residue with your feet. And so he said that uh, sheep need to have clear, pure water to drink. But if if we get in our in the river or whatever they're going to be drinking with our stinking feet, we'll foul up that river, and it won't be as nursing. <laughs> to the sheep and whenever we get ourselves uh, in the way it's like polluting the river that needs to be able to flow and nourish and and uh, take care of the sheep uh, okay so uh, the wicked sheep are described and they are judged as well as as she read there I will save my flock, they shall no more be a prey, and I will judge between cattle and cattle, and I will set up one shepherd over them. And I'm, yeah, it, what happened here? Something doesn't look right. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's go on 23 to 31 which has to do with the Good Shepherd being described. Uh, Brother Mickey, do you have that? I do. Ezekiel 34, 23 through 31. And I will set up one shepherd herd over them, and he shall feed them, and my servant David's, he shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David, a prince among them. And I, the Lord, have spoken it. And I shall make them with them a covenant of peace, and will cause the evil hearts of 
to cease out of the land, and they shall dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. And I will make them and the places round about the he my hill a blessing, and I will cause the shower to come down in this season. There shall be showers of blessing, and the tree of the field shall yield her fruit, and the earth shall yield her increase, and they shall be safe and in their land, and they shall know that I am the Lord, when I have broken the bands of their yoke, and delivered them from the hand of the those that serve themselves of them, and they shall no more be a prey to the heathen, neither shall the beast of the land devour them, but they shall dwell safely, and none shall make them afraid. And I will raise up for from the for them a plant of renown, and they shall be no more consumed with hunger in the land, neither bear the shame of the heathen any more. Thus shall they know that I, the Lord, have their God, am with them, and they that even the house of Israel are my people, saith the Lord God, and ye my flock, and the flock of my pasture are men, and I am your God, saith the Lord God. Right. Did you notice that verse that said, There shall be showers of blessing? I guess that's where we get that song from, that verse. <laughs> showers of blessing. Showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops around us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Amen. We may get some showers of blessing today ourselves in the weather. And you know, showers are a blessing because without the showers you're not going to have the crops to to really grow and flowers to bloom and all that it takes it takes the showers and and one of the ways that god will punish nations sometimes is withholding the rain you know with with elijah uh he said that it's not going to rain till i say so <laughs> that's what he told ahab and and then he went his way and sure enough it didn't rain for three and a half years and um, then Elijah was able to get the people to turn back to God and to realize the Lord is God not Baal and so he challenged you know the prophets of Baal and you all know that story but after the challenge and and them turning back to God then he was able to send the rain, and and the rain came, and uh, it was abundance of rain, and so rain def our showers are definitely a blessing, and uh, I could, I tend to want to sing that when I step in the shower, you know, showers a blessing, <laughs> uh, and uh, so it is a blessing to get in a shower and get cleansed and clean. Uh, so the rain is needed, and uh, he said, I will send the rain. Uh, the ultimate prophecy will be fulfilled in the millennium that he's talking about there, you know, where all shall know the Lord and, and that there'll be peace among the animals where the, the wolf and the lamb will be able to lie down together. And it also 
mentions about David, if you notice, in, in one of those verses, uh, I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David, a prince among them, I, the Lord, has spoken it. And we know that Christ is the fulfillment of David's promise that God gave him about having a seed that will rule forever, you know, of his kingdom there'll be no end. But also David is going to be alive during the millennium, and, and so there are scholars that believe that David <coughs> will have a, a great part during the millennium. And uh, so, uh, like I said, a lot of this will be fulfilled in the millennium. And how that David, of course, is a good example of a good shepherd and how that he, that, uh, he was a, sh a shepherd there taking care of God's sheep. Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you that you are a good shepherd and help us, Lord, in pointing others to you, the good shepherd, that they will follow you and, and truly find rest and peace and, and know that you laid down your life for them, Lord, but you also took it up again, and we're so thankful for that. And be with the service to follow, and we'll praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Brother, if you want to show some of those, that's fine. <laughs>